one of my my big sayings that I always go back to to simplify it all is just own who you are. Rebecca, it's such a pleasure to be with you. We're we're doing this podcast live from the Fittest Experience, which is a fitness competition in in Austin. You and I both hail from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, we both know that Capel and I'm originally from Terrell. They're not really Dallas, but we we can say here in Austin that we're from Dallas. Right. So it's a pleasure to be in here with you. I know this is a weird way to start, but could you introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Rebecca Fuselet. I am 23 years old, and most people know me from the CrossFit world, or yeah. just the fitness world in general, because I've been competing in CrossFit for the past 10 years, and I've grown a little bit of a social media following due to competing and being a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that last part a lot. Uh, I just recently was introduced to your Instagram account, and I think that a lot of people in competition, and not just CrossFit, but competition in general, they, they can take themselves, I think, as, a, as an indication of insecurity, they can take themselves too seriously. Their Instagram account can look uh, very episodic and, and very like heavy, and it's all training. And as I look on yours, it took me two seconds to realize, man, this is a, this is a person that is enjoying herself. This is a person that's not taking herself too seriously, which I think is an indication of knowing who you are and not, uh, man, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but but not having your whole identity based on your performance. Is that true? Um, yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would say it's something like that, but it's more just like one of my my big sayings that I always go back to to simplify it all is just own who you are. And if I am silly and weird and also love to compete, I'm going to own all of those and not get too caught up in um, the pressure of trying to be someone who I'm not, even if it's like to the extent of striving for the goal of being the fittest on earth and everything. You have to like keep a very level head of, yes, that is part of who I am and who I want to be, but not everything is revolving around that. I like encourage people to find their uniqueness and, and show more of that. So like it creates different avenues and really shows you like who you are as a human being rather than just trying to be this one specific thing because there's so many interesting facets about so many people and um, I think it took a while for even a lot of people to understand me because I do want to be the fittest on earth one of the fittest on earth consistently go into the CrossFit games and a lot of people are like no she can't do that because she doesn't take herself too that seriously I was like no being light-hearted and silly helps fuel the energy in me so that's where we kind of like see those two sides kind of come together yeah you know you're not going to believe this, but, but I'm a little bit older than you. And I have kids, and I see this thing that you're talking about where I don't want to too quickly label them as, oh, well, this is our funny child, or oh, this is our athletic child. Because the truth is, man, they all have moments of brilliance from a performance standpoint, and they're all funny in their own way. And so I think you nailed it, that even though we want to pursue competition and we want to do our best and, and we'll be a fierce competitor when the time calls. 
they're not mutually exclusive. It doesn't mean that you have to have one or the other. Like you can, you can have them both. And I, you know, agree or disagree, but I think that's hard for a lot of people because they've, they've reduced it down to, well, like if I am this, then that means I have to do all of these things the same as I see everyone else. When in reality, it's like, Hey, there's only one thing you have to do the same. And that is like compete and do this thing. Other than that, you really have permission to do whatever it is that you want, right? Yeah. So this is a funny thing that every now and then I'll catch myself saying is no one knows what they're doing anyway. <laughs> Everyone's trying to figure it out. We're all so making to, it up. We're all it's kind of, but we're all so different in the way our brains work is so different and our personalities are so different that to say that there is one right way to get there and get and achieve your goals is it, it's kind of crazy to think about that so and it just along the way i i never want to leave any i'm always eager to like find all these different opportunities and everything and i think a lot of that it um revolves around your personality what you love to do and i think a lot of people end up limiting themselves because they focus on one thing one thing only and that's great but don't lose the other sides of yourself that make you who you are and mm -hmm. So your background, uh, as you were saying earlier today, is in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how you started with gymnastics. Was it something that, because when did you start? How old were you? I think I was like five or five. something. Five. So like really su early. Super young. Was there some type of talent that was identified? Or was this really just on a lark, on a whim? Your mom and dad were like, yeah, let's put her in there and... and See how it goes. No, I have siblings that I kind of just followed them. So gotcha. it's kind of like that route. And then just seeing what they're doing. Oh, I'm going to go try what they're doing. And that's how I got caught up. My older sister was a gymnast, so I kind of always looked up to her and followed in her footsteps. And then in gymnastics, I just, I, I love the work aspect of it. I love being in the gym. I love being strong. And you have to be, you have to be pretty disciplined in that sport. So, yeah, you know, for, for girls, that are watching this that want to participate in gymnastics specifically. I've never had the, the, the fortune or blessing of, of participating in that in the program, but you hear so many wonderful things about it. You hear about the work ethic. Obviously there's the body control and the three dimensionality of it where, man, you gain a lot of skill. And then you also hear about some of the baggage that comes with it. You know, the fact that, Man, there's there's so much training that goes into it. Not saying this is your experience, but there's there's a lot around um, how heavy uh, a gymnast should be, the size, right? What advice would you have for a female that's navigating this, being on the other side and having now almost a decade of of perspective behind you? What are some things that, that you wish you had heard as you were in the midst of, of being a gymnast? Can you think of anything? Yeah, um, I think in the past, like I've gotten pretty far, being that I'm like finally 10 years away from it, is when I first got out of gymnastics, I and I you can hear it on, yeah, actually like a couple years back, like not even content that, that that's old, that that is that old, um, is I talk about, it took me a long time to transition out of that gymnastics mindset. I was mm. pretty 
not messed up, but I had a pretty negative uh, view of a lot of things uh-huh. just because I always felt like I was working so hard in the sport and it's kind of an old school sport of your the whole sport is judged, right? Yeah. That you're literally doing your performance to get a, a score and everything based on how you look. And a lot of athletes do develop a lot of insecurities. I had teammates that went through it. I mean, I never um, dealt with just being a smaller athlete. I didn't deal with a lot of uh, weight issues, but I know I had teammates that dealt with that. And just being older and looking back at all of that and seeing how happy-go-lucky some other teammates that went through mm. that, it, it's really it was really awesome to see. Um, just seeing that is just a really kind of weird honest or weird phrase I can give people that it might not be the most popular is be honest with yourself Hmm. from both the sides of are you happy are you not happy that's one and can you fix if you're not happy can you have the power to fix that and I try to tell people that all the time like hey if you're not happy I want you to realize like you have the power to change that even though you might be a little bit hurting right now or not feel like that's possible. Like, you can. You're in control. As much as coaches and other eyeballs and mouths want to weigh in, like, you're in control of your ship. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't like the way you're feeling, let's go change it. Let's figure out what we need to change in order to do that. And I had to do that a lot growing out of that gymnastics mindset. I had so many insecurities. I just wasn't a confident human being. And... It, overall, fitness, health, CrossFit, the community that I jumped into, I'm very thankful for. It helped me yeah. build up. That. And do you do you think like those, that narrative and some of those stories, the insecurities that you mentioned, do you think that came from gymnastics in that world? Like you said, kind of the old school mentality and everything's judged just in those developmental years. Is it is it just... Is it just hard to sidestep that in that world? That's all I did. Yeah. So being that in every one has a different way of, of, of their, their childhoods are all different, but mine was in that world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of the just being at that young age, you're so malleable to everybody else's words, opinions, mm-hmm. eyeballs, what they think of you and, and sports and everything is so great. I'm not saying gymnastics is a bad sport. It's just the experience that I had. Um, and it wasn't bad. It was just, it made me grow up really, really yeah. fast. Yeah, that's and, a good way to say that. And in a, in a sense, I'm very proud of it. Like that was the route that I I took and and it maybe it got me to where I am today, but I'm, I'm proud of that. That's awesome. And so we retire from gymnastics at the ripe old age of 13. <laughs> and we find CrossFit. And you were describing to me earlier that Initially, it was just something that you you really tagged along with your mom too. Is yep. that right? Yep. Stay active. Stop sitting on the couch. <laughs> and was that at CrossFit Bolt? Yes. Is I'm, it? Oh, that's so cool. Yep, I've been at Bolt uh, my whole CrossFit career. Oh man, that's awesome. And so you're doing it just just on a lark, just for fun to start, and then all of a sudden you realize like, hey, there's there's something here. There's something that could be more than just a way to stay in shape or transition out of one sport. What did that process look like? Because I know that you you competed as a as a teen in the mm-hmm. CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. I'm ignorant of that. I've never followed the teen competition, and so I don't know what that's like. 
what are what are some of the things what's what's some some color you could paint for us um so w uh, with regards to, like the teenage yeah Las Vegas yeah yeah like the teen competition yeah it, it was really cool so i actually got into the first let's backtrack the first open that i did was actually when i couldn't sign up for the open because there was no teenage or i could sign up for it but i was going to be 14 it was like 2014 at the time so the teenage division didn't exist and i would do the open workouts at the masters 55 plus weights the scaled weights and mm -hmm. everything and then in 2015 they announced the teenage division which is i was still fairly new to crossfit a couple years in but i was like heck yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to go for this i'm gonna try to compete because i have a big competitive background and everything um and then i actually missed the games the first year it was brought up as a teenager, which lit a little bit of a fire in me. And I was like, hey, I thought I was pretty good at this, but turns out mm. there's a lot of other girls that are really good at this mm. too. So after that, I, I knew for sure, I was like, I'm making the games next year. And then went as a teenager, 2016 and 2017, got some good competition experience under my belt from that. And that's pretty much what I took from the teenage years is, do I want to compete in CrossFit? Yeah, I had fun as a teenager. Let's see if we can eventually do it as an adult and then trained my butt off for five years. It took me five years to make oh, wow. it back as an individual. Oh, wow. So the last year doing the, the teen division was what? 2017. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Made the individual day. Wow. So for five years, we're in the mix, though. So whatever crossfit threw at you from uh you know because it changed like yeah, 25 times that was the crazy part of it <laughs> i was striving for regionals right after yeah. the, the teenage years but always fell short of it and so you make it to the games 2022 we've we've had it on this pedestal for several years how was it was it everything you thought it would be was it a letdown um the crossfit games no it it wasn't a letdown but here's the weirdest feeling is when you make it to the CrossFit Games after semifinals, you're like, have this hallelujah moment, like I finally did it, and then all of a sudden it hits you, you're like, oh gosh, now I gotta prepare for no, the gotta, ultimate yeah. test of everything. <laughs> you like finally make it to your- Now I have the, to work the, out now, 75 times in four days. Yep, I have to, yep, that's basically what it turns <laughs> into, and you're like, huh, this feels a little bit funny now, but then <laughs> but then you go to the games and you get your butt kicked, and but it's the experience you always dreamed of, so. And so how, how was that? So that was the year before last. And take us through some of the, the specifics of that experience. Well, did, it, did it meet your expectations? Was it, was it harder than you thought? I uh, imagine it's not easier than you thought. but No, absolutely not. Um, the games, I mean, it was everything you want, you imagine it to be, plus more, being that when you're watching the and we see this all the time you never know what the athletes are feeling until you're in it yourself mm -hmm. and it to be doing those hard events at the crossfit games when your body feels like a trash can it's the <laughs> ultimate experience like this is what you signed up for and i knew <laughs> being that i just kind of squeaked in uh, at semifinals, we knew we would kind of be on the cut line at semifinals everything went well we qualified uh, and then you have your own insecurities creeping in of like, oh gosh, now I gotta go prove I belong here and everything. And of course, being your first year at the games, I'm a pretty small athlete. I have some weights that beat me up or I can't lift or anything. And um, one of the biggest moments from 2022 is the Capitol event, climbing the Capitol uh, in Madison, 
Um, that came out of the games. It was pretty crazy, incredible CrossFit as a whole moment uh, representing the community. So I had that and then overall got to show off some cool stuff over there and um, ended up finishing 30th at the games that year. So just a good overall rookie debut. Yeah. And now you're fired up. You're got to get back. You're, you're, you're focused on getting back. Mm -hmm. But as we talked about earlier, you've had some significant life change since you competed. You're a married woman now. Yeah. yeah. You now, you now co-own a gym, <laughs> right? I don't like to take That's any true. credit for that, but technically, yes. With my and wife, you know, we'll talk about my job. It's like, hey, you own this business too. Jumped yeah. in on this too. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that is so fun. And when it comes to like goals, we also have big small business affiliate goals too. Mm -hmm. So this is, I'm fascinated by this because I've been married for 15 years. And I want to tell you a little story because I imagine this is drastically different than your first experience Okay, being see. coached by your husband. Yep. When we first opened a gym, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she comes in finally. And this is after several months of being open. And in my mind, I think, Rebecca, I'm about to give this girl the best coaching session of her life. <laughs> and about five minutes into this coaching session, she's just one other girl. So it's not even in a group scenario. It's two on one. And she puts her hand up in my face and she says, I don't like anything that you're saying to me. And the session was over. And did you know it was a whole year before she ever came in the gym? So it's been a very, um, it's been a rich learning experience for me. One that, that I thought I was a good coach and maybe I wasn't as good of a coach as I thought. Secondly, man, the way that I coach my spouse the way that I coach the mother of my children is actually different than how I coach other people. Your husband is not only your business partner, but he is your coach. Mm -hmm. You've got to tell me how you guys do that. You've got to give me some nuggets of wisdom there. So I think it's very, very awesome. And we're very just the way our relationship progressed as he was my coach before is I'll always, and I still, I will always have mad respect for him as coach, but also as human being, as business partner. And that, that's the biggest thing is there's so much respect in that relationship. But having that beforehand is kind of makes it easy for, um, he's my coach. He hmm. always has been my coach. Mm -hmm. Now on lifting days, do I yell at him sometimes when things <laughs> aren't going right? Yes. Cause I need someone to, so. to, to yell at mm -hmm. when I, when I'm angry and the barbell's not going up, but <laughs> I know he knows that's coming from a not directly at him. It's just general frustration. Um, yeah, we, um, have good, obviously as business partners brainstorming sessions and i'll say one thing like blah, blah blah and he'll say another thing and sometimes i'll be like no and we disagree but in the end we work it out we're we're i think we make really good teammates and it wouldn't be a healthy relationship if there wasn't a little bit of back and forth sometimes but we always come to a good good resolution and what we need to do to get the work done that's amazing. Well, I thought that was really cool to hear and to learn that. I was like, wow, that's, uh, it's not normal. 
There's not yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of couples that share all of those roles. So it's a testament to y'all's relationship. And I'll say one other thing. Yeah. The funniest thing about having an affiliate and you're so close to your clientele and everything mm -hmm. that you get some folks that start CrossFit and they're like, hey, I want to bring my wife in here and everything or their spouse in here. And some of the couples do really, really well. They love working out together. And there's some that'll say, I'm going to this class. You go to that class. And I'm like. I'm not getting in between that. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because it works differently for everyone. Yeah, well, I, I love, I mean, us working out together is our favorite thing. I just know that I don't need to coach her as we're working out. That's, right. that's where we've right. learned the lessons. There is something, because I just mentioned this. We came back from big competition. We just came back from Wadapalooza. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Matt is always really chill. He's always on the chill side. I, I get that. He'll yeah. Give me like little warm up tips, like like let's make sure this gets warm and everything. But he also trusts that hey, I've been doing this for ten years. Mm -hmm. She knows what she's doing, and I'm just here as to help her along the way. And I really respect that. But then I come back with questions like, hey, I need help. Will you help me get ready for this? And so there's a lot of communication. Gotcha. Before we go, I need your help. All right, I'm down. I find social media to be this weird, fickle mystery that I can't figure out. And you seem to have figured out a lot of it. You seem to have developed your own voice. And I'm curious how you went about that. I'm curious how you how you got to where you are and man, like you said, with some of the girls that you did gymnastics with, man, they were lighthearted. They were having a good time. Did that make an impression on you? And that dictated the course of, of how, cause when I look on your profile, it's like most of the stuff is really lighthearted. Like most of the stuff serious, you have quite a following deconstruct that for me. How, how does someone that feels like a social media idiot. What coached me through that? What advice do you have? So I've, there is so much, so many opinions about social media, right? There's such, there's just like anything, there's good sides to it, there's bad sides to it. And I think a lot of social media, there is a lot of people that focus on the bad side of it and it can be a very dangerous tool, mm -hmm. but it can also be a very good tool to what, where it was built to connect with people. And that's what I feel like my page has, has done a, a good bit, but grow, doing, making sure, like taking care of my social media page, just from if anyone else out there struggles with, with this, this is how I, I really went about. Now I'm kind of like, I've been doing it for so long. I'm sure it's changed it, it's, since she started. I, I've been doing it for so long. I like kind of have my own rhythm about going, th going with things. But when I started getting more popular on social media, you get more eyes, you get more attentions, you get more opinions, mm. you get more, more voices, you get more texts written on your comment sections and everything. And I really made sure, one, everything I posted was truly who I am. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. Mm -hmm. Whether it's good, bad, funny, training, I'm not trying to be someone who I'm not. And I'd always ask myself before I post that. So if that's true, whatever comments, whatever wants to roll in, whether they be good, bad, encouraging, mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even, it's not that I didn't look at them, but I would make sure that 
whatever someone said, it didn't bother me mm -hmm. because I know I'm projecting who exactly I, I want to be. And when you have confidence in doing that, when you get really good at doing that, bad comments come through, they don't mean anything. They actually make me laugh more mm. than anything because I'm like, hey, this person sees something else and they have their own insecurities that they're dealing with and you can see that through a comment. So, and then when you choose what you wanna respond to, I mean, you, it just, it makes you, it really brings out who you are as, as a, like your true character and everything. It's a really hard, it's not for everyone, but I know my personality and doing a little bit of comedy that makes me laugh just as much as it makes some other people laugh. It's, it's just a part of who I am and where that's a platform I choose to do it on. Man, it's great to hear. I, I'm learning something as you're, as you're talking because I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what it sounds like is the audience that you're making these videos for is you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. I have a mindset segment that I, I used to do a lot on my YouTube. I haven't been doing it quite as much, but I used to joke that I'd talk mindset and I'd be talking to the camera, but I'm like, I think I'm just talking to myself. I'm mm. trying to encourage myself. Mm -hmm. So yes, yes. And I love that. I think uh, if we can call you an artist, and I think that we can, the artist makes the art for themselves. And I think that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to sum that up. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, thanks so much for being on here. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it uh, short and sweet. Good luck to you this year in Thank training, and, and thanks so much for taking time to be on here. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun.